Chapter 3, The New Birth. Verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to, came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come, come from God. You are a teacher come from God. And for no one do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Amen. So um, does anyone know, um, as we start off, what and who are the Pharisees? Yes. Go ahead. uh, Well, from my understanding, they were like religious leaders back then. They really set the forefront, what you want to call today, like, I would say today in today's time, those apostolics and preachers that we know their names and we know, you know, how powerful their messages. I believe they were there to set an example, but as even the people of today that are setting examples, there are some things or some hidden things where their heart is very far from God, but mm-hmm. their mouth says otherwise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, they, they put basically um, the teachings and it's like real scholars, but they put the teachings of the Old Testament um, basically before God. Um, so that's the difference between really the, um, the like the Sadducees and the Pharisees. The Sadducees just are um, they just believe in the in the Torah, which is the first five books, and the um, Pharisees, religious leaders, um, and they they believe in the law, the whole thing, the the whole Old Testament. Amen. So within that, they're limited because um, especially this is around when Christ was here, they don't, that's all they believe in what, what was in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then, so G- Jesus is now meeting with a man named Nicodemus. Um, and um, I'm going to give like a little summary of who Nicodemus is. Uh, Nicodemus is a teacher and a Pharisee, and he's also a member. He was also a member of the Jewish Sanhedrin, and he came from an important family in Jerusalem. Um, And for those who don't know what the Jewish Sanhedrin was, it was the highest Jewish court that had 70 distinguished members who made decisions concerning the laws for the Jews. Um, So he wasn't just a regular Pharisee. He was a Pharisee, a part of the Sanhedrin, which is like one of the highest levels of being a Jew. And they help decipher what the law is. And oftentimes, even because of the Old Testament, you know, as we know, some things are impossible to continue to follow because like, you know, like um, in certain laws in the Old Testament, it says like, if you do this thing, you have to be banished to this country. Mm-hmm. That country may not even exist anymore and things of that nature. So um, they kind of like shape shift the law a little um they follow it to the t but you know they make their own rules as they go as well so um nicodemus was a part of this group a a group of the pharisees that strictly followed the law but was missing the element of holy spirit go ahead mama lorraine yes and also what they do to you know they have the oral torah or the oral law as them as they the fourth the five first five books and they also the the rabbis the pharisees they call them rabbis now I think they have this oral, the oral law that it's, 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 not, it's not God's law. They have their own code of conduct that they add to the, to the, to the written 
to the written Torah. And so that's when even us, you know, that come, you know, read the Old Testament and, you know, want to get closer to how Jesus lived and of the Old Testament, have to be very careful of, of the, the things that they do. We have to go strictly the Torah that, that is written, not to caught up in their teachings, you know, the oral one that they made, they made, you know, right, right, oh, you're supposed to eat whatever this and a lot of things, you know, even connected to um, Anukah, you know, you have to just go by, by the word of God, you know what I mean? And it's same thing with Passover, they add a lot of stuff, you know, yeah. to the Passover meal, the Cedar meal, so we have to just make sure we do the, the, the written Torah, the word of God. Yes, yes, yeah. that's so true. And that's why even regularly when 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 we study, because um, just being honest, like when I when I first um, accept the call, um, I, I would just heavily read just the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just as in a lot of Jews now and a lot of people in general, like they just stay in the old. And when you do that, you you're lacking information. You're lacking a lot of revelation. You're lacking um, just a let alone like just the book of Revelation, Revelation alone. But there's so much that you're lacking. So you know, it's it's best to read the Bible in um in context of the whole book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's all. I'm so this man came to Jesus at night, and he said, Rabbi. We knew we know that you are a teacher. By we, he's referring to the Pharisees. We know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can um, do those signs um, unless God is with him. Um, so many believe that Jesus, um, Nicodemus, may have met with Jesus at night out of secrecy, because as we mentioned, Nicodemus is a Jewish leader and he's also a part of the Sanhedrin. So if he would have met with Jesus during the day or, you know, in front of people, it might have hurt his reputation. So he was trying to have secrecy. Because he's a well-trained, Nicodemus was a well-trained, part of Sanhedrin, that, that is like seeing, you're like an elite group of um, teachers and well-trained yeah. in law and everything. And him sneaking, like him sneaking to go and have this conversation, like in, in, in their camp to speak with Jesus because even started saying um like rabbi you know it's one thing whenever um you address somebody as something that you know your peers don't even like they don't respect Jesus the rest of them the mm-hmm. Pharisees like they didn't like Jesus even throughout the 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 New Testament like every time it's just them just either trying to corner Jesus in the corner and trying to um um trying to trying to tempt him to to say something to you know to whatever to make him a blaspheme yeah blaspheme or whatever uh, all that stuff that like accuse him of stuff like yeah all yeah. that but but Nicodemus him um some is different with him because he addressed Jesus rabbi um and he said like even though Jesus Jesus is not just that but he says rabbi we know we know that you are a teacher come from God like that's one thing I know and he's saying we um, but he's not speaking for the Sanhedrin, mm-hmm. like he's speaking for himself. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like one, you know, when, when you've seen enough with your eyes to know, like, okay, mm-hmm. this is not a regular man, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and him saying like, for no one can do these things that you are doing unless God is with, with him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, 
like we just spoke about revelation and we could just speak about like even i know we spoke about it maybe like two weeks ago just the understanding of the things of god just that alone like that can't come to just us unless god say um unless god allow us to see it yeah you know it's not available to any to everybody to see like um like we are like things are revealed to us yeah um so let's let's glory let's glory in that let's glorify god for that you know praise god then the next verse says jesus answered him and said most assuredly i say to you unless one is born again he cannot enter he cannot see the kingdom of god (laughs) so me and damaj when we were reading this we like first of all we would think it's our damaj said to me why would jesus ever answer him like that Mm. <laughs> really if you really sit here and think about like like the verse before says he said to him i know you're a teacher nobody yeah. else can do this if you weren't a teacher and somebody respond to you unless you're born again you will not see the kingdom of god like those are two different topics we're talking yeah. about i would say answer the question that i asked you i'm trying to say that right <laughs> like you just went to a whole nother topic it's like hold yes. your like i might even talk about that imagine somebody came up to you like wow, you're such a good teacher and this and that. And yeah. they're like, did you see that outside of the school? Da, da, da. Like, yeah. what you talk? like, it's like two different topics here. Like yeah. me and Dimash have to ask ourselves, like, why do you think that Jesus responded in this way? You know, and, you know, what we received was that um, Jesus um, saw that he was, sorry, Jesus saw that he was acknowledging that he was a teacher, but he wanted um, Nicodemus to take it a step further mm-hmm. right? because a lot of people, you know, be like, no, like, yeah, like, no, I respect the man upstairs or, you know, I know he a teacher or I know Jesus is not like, if you talk to Jews, some Jews are like, no, Jesus definitely is one of like the, one of the most powerful people in our, in, 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 in history. And mm-hmm. he just that. He is, I am, I am, you know what I mean? Like, and most assuredly, unless you are born again, you have accepted him as Lord and savior, you will not see the kingdom of God. And I think this was trying to um, shape Nicodemus's mind to think a step further. Like, yes, I'm a teacher, but you have no idea what I can do. You know what I mean? Um, Go ahead. I can say something real quick. So right before that, like this is, you know, like I want everyone to do before I say what I'm about to say, I want everyone to do their own, you know, study, um, like, you know, and like into this and everything. But um, I'm going to go to the, just a scripture real quick. And it's Luke 17, 20 and the coming of the kingdom, right? Now, when he, when he, Jesus was asked by the Pharisee, when the kingdom of God would come, he answered, them and said the kingdom of god does not come with observation Mm -hmm. nor will they say see here see there for indeed the kingdom of god is within you amen so as we accept christ as we become his people um it is all it was it's all a kingdom with all of us like we're all within this kingdom Mm -hmm. and like I believe Jesus was saying to Nicodemus, like he's sneaking and he's sneaking 
coming down to you know to speak with them and um yeah like he has a little understanding of it because he's calling Jesus a teacher Mm -hmm. you know but we've all been saved yeah like through just Christ walking with us he's teaching us stuff but he's way more than a teacher to us yes so like I believe that Jesus is telling him like you know you understand a little like you understand a little but to Mm -hmm. really you have to be born again to really see what's going on to really be a part of Mm -hmm. the kingdom to really to really it's, it's so hard for just us to understand you know and same thing for me to understand too like everyone on here like that that is um we accepted christ we're a part of a kingdom here on earth yeah like even now like we're part of you know we'll just say like community and things like that but it's truly a kingdom yeah that's why when people say like you know doing kingdom kingdom business and kingdom things and what like so much things that where we do like whatever person is doing events and things like that even a study like this is all kingdom things um so and 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 i just look at nicodemus he's just saying you know rabbi teacher we know that you are a teacher um we know we know that you are a teacher come from god like he's not that like he teaches us yeah you could call him a teacher but he's a savior sent from sent by god um and um that's what i believe jesus was telling him amen go ahead esther i agree amen on that but you can go even further because knowing knowing the law knowing jesus when you when you're born when you go back in the one you come back up he also gives you the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that's something that you cannot experience before you get into the water. And so I'm even saying that, that you're going to gain, you, we won't be able to see the kingdom until that happens. It's, that's the reason why, because even Nicodemus coming to him in secret, when you have the Holy Spirit, you, you don't want to hide. the good news. Right. You don't want to hide that you know who Amen. Jesus is. And so he's letting him know, like, right now, what you're feeling. You don't even know the signs and wonders that I can do and the things that you can do by professing my name mm-hmm. until you come in this world and come up brand new. Mm-hmm. Because there are gifts that are going to be attached to you that you don't have right now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like even just knowing God for who he really is, some of us don't really fully experience it until we fully baptize and we actually change our heart posture too. Mm-hmm. When that Holy Spirit attaches you and discernment comes, it's so hard to do the same things they used to do. Like, you don't want to be hiding away and, and whispering about Jesus. You want to say it out loud. We, we yes. all know when we first got saved, yeah. we were all radical. We wanted to tell everybody. Yes, you know, we were all radical. That first time you get saved, oh, you're looking at your friends like, you, you want to do this? Jesus is looking at you. You want to do that? Like, we all have that feeling. So I would just, when I was reading it, and I read it again last night, that's what I started to, what was revealed to me. I'm like, this is, there's another coming that comes within you when you get in the water and you come back out. Mm. Like you really, you can feel the presence of the kingdom right away. That's so true. Yeah, Yeah, it's so true. And we're going to, we, there's a scripture we're going to read that completely supports what you just said, Esther. Mm -hmm. When Jesus gets baptized himself, it literally supports all of that. Um, so verse four says, Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a a, a second time into his mother's womb and he, and be born? So we wanted to ask you guys, do you think that Nicodemus was being facetious at this moment? Like he was 
being sarcastic or like, you know, trying to mock Jesus? I think he's being dead serious because, you know, he's Jewish. Like, they don't understand this. Me too. What, what do you guys think? But he know he's a teacher from God. He's not playing with him. You want to make sure he's not playing? <laughs> what about y'all? Everybody, everybody think he, anybody think he was like, that's a ridiculous question to ask. How can a man be born if he is old? Can he enter his mother's womb a second time? Like, y'all think he was being sarcastic or you think he really, really wanted to know? I think he wanted to know probably because like, like I was saying one day, if you like see how the environment they're in with the Pharisees and all these things, they killing them. If they blasphemy and like, you know, like they, they, they kill you for anything. I noticed over there when you read it, <laughs> they kill you for blasphemy and God and you didn't, you know, that's what they did to Christ. He didn't even do anything and you killed him. So maybe these people just, they have to be on their P's and Q's and, and then, then you have to remember that how God used to be at that time. Like, I mean, he still has a wrath, but like back in those days and before then it was, it was seen a lot more for Christ and it could be out of fear, out of wanting to make sure, like, is this, you know, like, am I being deceived? Am I, am I doing the right thing? Am I going, am I disobeying God by, you know? So, I mean, I think some of them, probably just wanted to make sure they were not they were not coming out of line with God because they did not understand like he like like Christ then said to him so you you have to be born again mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think even even in here um even the whole conversation that Nicodemus is having with Christ as we go through and see it it is just like Nicodemus like but how but but when like he's just yes. like that and he's just getting taught to him so Nicodemus is truly just asking questions because one thing Nicodemus had declared um, in just his um, approach or initial conversation with Christ is he called him a rabbi, he called him teacher, you know? So he's just there just listening. And he's, I believe he's truly trying to understand. He he wants what's there. Like, you know, like he's not there yet because he's sneaking and maybe one foot out. But at the end of the day, the beginning of a thing, like like sometimes um we have to step out yeah. of what we already in mm-hmm. so like even in the beginning when i was being brought out it was one foot out one foot in mm-hmm. Be, but you're stepping into something new yeah some of us are one foot out one foot out but one foot in one foot out but we're stepping back into the past but like it, it could be different for other people like they're stepping out you know just reaching out to understand um go ahead sister Lynn. Yes. Um, so when Jesus, when Jesus speaks um, to like the, the disciples or anyone, the Pharisees, he always relate to them, like something that they are used to their customs, especially the Pharisees. And, you know, water was very important to them for purification. And the thing about with water, when you want to, when in those days, um, when you, someone wanted to be converted to Judaism, because, you know, there was a mixed multitude from in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. So they had to use water, water, you know, it's required to convert from that um, to Judaism, you know, to be like considered a Jew. So Jesus, I think he was wanted to be relatable. I think Nicodemus did not understand fully 
you know, what Jesus meant. So that's why he asked if going to mother's womb and born again, because Jesus would have already assumed that Nicodemus is a, is a teacher. Um, Nicodemus is a rule of the Jews and he's a teacher. So he would have known about the conversion from water, from, from the water for purification. But Je I think Jesus wanted Nicodemus to focus on the spiritual aspect of it as well. Yes. And the crazy thing is I personally was with Adriana and Hillary. I thought this guy is a part of the Sanhedrin. Like you can't possibly think I want, like Jesus is saying that a man would have to go back in his, into his mother's womb and then be born again. Like, like he can't be that slow, right? Mm -hmm. like, that's what I was thinking, to be honest. But then I'm like, as you keep reading, Nicodemus genuinely does not understand what Jesus is saying. Like, because he did, he did his own immersion already as a, as a Jewish person. Yeah. So in his mind, nothing else really needs to be done. Remember, even people who were accepted, people who are under John the Baptist, they're just doing water. John says, there's someone coming after me right. who will, oh, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. Demarcus, not yet, but yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like even John explained, like even what I'm doing is not enough. Like Jesus is going to really make tie it all together, make it all clear, you know? Yeah, but baptized with Holy Ghost and with fire. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. water. Mm -hmm. Yep, it was yep. a Jewish thing, this water for purification. Even last week when you guys spoke about the we water that turned yes. to wine. Yeah. Yes. Jesus water. wanted them to see that spiritual, like Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So true. So true. Um, so five. Does anyone want to read um, five to nine? Five to, five to nine. Some light right here, five to nine. All right, I got it. All right, let me, um, let me. I got it. Amen. All right. John, excuse me. Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can these things be? Amen. So let's go back to the first thing. So most, So Jesus said, his response um, from Nicodemus asking how can, um, can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? He said, most surely I say unto you, unless one is born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So we're still on the kingdom of God from this coming, from Nicodemus's first question to Jesus, um, the rabbi addressing him as rabbi. So, you know, many people believe that born, um, born of the water is just coming from um, womb as, as we are just born and born of the water in that way, the womb way. And when you accept um, Christ being born of the spirit, <laughs> but as Jesus ministry, and we're just going off of Jesus, like, you know, no opinions, nothing like that. His okay. ministry. Um, um him starting his ministry like it's it he was destined to meet with john the baptist as we know john the baptist 
um, uh, mission was to prepare the way for the Lord. Like that was prophesied. Mm-hmm. Um, and John the Baptist said, and um, uh, let me look for the scripture. He said, there's one, there's one that has come in that is, oh, let me try, let me try again. Okay, before, but first, before I say that, Ezekiel 30, 30, 30, uh, let, me put, let me bring this up. I'm trying to go all the scriptures. I hope y'all looking. I'm trying to bring all the scriptures up just so. Okay. So in Matthew 3, Matthew 3 first. Matthew 3. Okay. Okay, so first, um, just as I said, John the Baptist prepares the way. And in these days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is this is he who was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, saying, "The voice of the one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make his path straight." Amen. So John the Baptist's mission in his life was prophesied even in the book of Isaiah. And um, going to twelve, going to eleven. Indeed, this is John the Baptist. Indeed. I indeed baptize you with water onto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with, with, with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Let me, and I love the scripture right here, 12. But I'm going to leave. Uh, let me just highlight this. You guys. So the understanding of this, well, well, people understand this scripture as saying, I baptize you with water and Jesus coming will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Um, The fire part is going to Revelation. So I'm just going to speak about the Holy Spirit. He will come in and will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. People look at that as you, you choose. So all the people that got baptized already by water when Jesus come, like they're fine. But John the Baptist speaking, like it is going, both of them are coming together. Mm-hmm. Whoever has yeah. been baptized by the water, when Jesus come, he's going to baptize you again with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And this, 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 um, I'm sorry, Damage. I'm also with the fire. You know, when we, you know, we grow up and we hear about the scripture, we see the scripture and we see Holy Ghost and fire. We think that the fire is the fire of the Holy Ghost. No, it's not the fire of the Holy Ghost. It's the um those who reject Christ, they're gonna be in unquenchable fire. Your pastor already Damage? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. 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 He didn't want to get into it, but, but yeah, I didn't want to. But go. you go go ahead, Mama Lorraine. You can say yeah. it. Yes. Um. So, you know, maybe people hear something, the fire, because if you read the next 
um, birth that the man said he loved, but he, he didn't want to get in. It says his winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat in the barn. So the wheat are the people who serve God, who are obedient to God, who Christ is there all in all. But he says, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And when we see winnowing fan, it, fan is that thing that they thresh the, 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 the wheat, you know, so the, the, the good wheat gonna drop on the ground, right, Damage? That's how it go? There's gonna be a separation of the, good weed, yeah, of the good wheat and, and what is not um, good is just, it's just gonna get burned. And that's what they do in those days. And that's what um, even the scripture is basically saying that, you know, there's gonna be a separation. Yeah. And that's really talking about, you know, many are gonna accept, um, gonna be baptized by the Holy Spirit. And, and those who don't um turn to Jesus is going to be baptized by fire right so it's so growing up we will always hear like I'm Holy Ghost filled fire baptized like that doesn't exactly mean <laughs> what we think yeah it, it actually means that like those who accept Christ will be baptized by the water and the and Holy Spirit and those who do not who reject Christ will be baptized by fire there are two types of you know th there's two things that are going to happen um yeah. and we know this to be true because of the next verse so sometimes people always leave it right there but the next verse yeah. now separates the wheat and the tears this is why it's so important for us to read the whole scripture in its context now, revelations literally ties right into that as well to make it extremely clear as well so um, I hope this brings revelation to you guys because when we first found out, I was like, oh my goodness, like I've been saying I want to be fire baptized. Or <laughs> That's me. I actually do. <laughs> um, but 16, verse 16, Mark 3, no, Matthew 3, Matthew 16. 16. It says when, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up. This is, this is, okay, I'm going to start at 13. Yeah. It okay. says, John baptizes Jesus. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John um, at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And um, are you coming to me? But Jesus answered, answered and said to him, permit it to be so now for thus is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. For, for, for this is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Mm -hmm. So Jesus saying that to himself, like permitted to be so, like, like, like this has to be done. Mm -hmm. And just even a question, you know, why do you go ahead, read the first and then okay. It says, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and a lightning um, upon him. And suddenly a voice said from heaven, came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Um, and this is very important because um, many believe that scripture in John where it says, uh, when Jesus says one must be born of the water and the spirit and one must be born again, they think that um, Jesus is just saying like, they were already born of the water in their mother's womb. So baptism is not important. They just have to be born of the spirit. That, that doctrine is completely debunked here because Jesus himself 
it didn't just say he was baptized and the spirit of God came upon him. The, it, the scripture explicitly says Jesus came up immediately from the water yeah. and behold, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and a lightning upon him. And this is really what's supposed to happen to each and every one of us. When we go down into the water, come back up mm -hmm. a new creature. This is what it means to be born again. The Holy spirit comes down upon us during that time, you know? Um, yeah. And, and, and even if the first time we see, not, not just in the first time, but even especially for John, a lot of times, um, you know, people will say like, this is the first time you will see like all three persons or three um, entities of, of, of God, like in the same place, you know, operating. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's beautiful when you look at it, because as John tried to prevent Jesus, you know, the scripture 14 says, John tried to prevent him saying, like, I need to be baptized by you. Mm -hmm. And you are coming to me, question mark. And Jesus said to him, permit it to be so. Now. Yeah. This, for thus, it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Like, why is he, like, like, I feel like the most important part of it is for, 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 for this, it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. And really the truth of the matter is before um before the New Testament Jews were trying to fulfill their righteousness by the slaying of animals and you know all these other rituals in order for you know Jesus's work to be done this is the first step like this has to happen you know um for the righteousness of all of us to be fulfilled we have to be born again you know yeah. Jesus is the first example of that because now once we once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and we're born again of the water and the spirit now we're able to operate in righteousness um, yeah. no matter how good you think you are before Christ you're not <laughs> like just because of Adam and his decision um none of us are righteous out of the womb none of us we are like all doomed we all deserve death from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. um, however, because of this act, because of Jesus's selfless acts while he was on earth of choosing to be baptized by John, you know, and, and um, dying on the cross, rising on the third day, you know, gaining all glory, those things are what, what now allows us, us having faith and believing in that allows us now to be able to walk in righteousness um because of that yeah. um, let me highlight this first this one this one is good i like that one and sorry um so when you mentioned that you know the um the father son and holy spirit you know was there, there at the same time this is why jesus did not speak at that time because it was as jesus was speaking with the father jesus was speaking so jesus could not have spoken you know, because we know that Jesus is God. So this really shows, as you mentioned, the functioning of the three Godheads, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit at the same time. Yeah. And that's super powerful. Imagine being John watching Holy Spirit come down mm -hmm. on Jesus, who is the Son of God, who is also mm -hmm. God. God yeah. acknowledging this is my son, all at the same like I don't even know if I could even. <laughs> The reason why I'd probably I, pass out if I was John. The reason why I love it is that as we are saved, you know, as we accept Christ, you know, 
we accept Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the Holy Spirit is, um, goes within us, right? You know, being spiritual, baptized, and then the Father just being proud of us, right? Mm -hmm. That's one thing that I always take from it. I don't try to, you know, um, yeah, like I feel like this is something that we should just realize. But just as it comes to um, cleansing, right? This is Ezekiel 36, 25. Um, the renewal of Israel. <laughs> then it says, then I will sprinkle clean water on you. You shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all the filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart. Mm -hmm. I will put in you, I will put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh. Mm -hmm. I will give you, I will give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statue. Again, as we speak, when we are called and when we accept Christ, it has to be a change. Mm -hmm. we have to walk in his statue the things that he's telling us to do like we have to just as paul was speaking to the people saying like you know there's a lot of people that's not you know just as my follows people that's following me and people that don't have enough strength to walk by themselves he just said imitate me as i imitate christ mm -hmm. yeah. um um and then continue and, and you will keep my judgments and do them then you shall dwell in the land that I gave your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. Yeah. And this, this right here going. also speaks to like, you know, you know, people that believe like you can get saved and, you know, there don't have to be any transformation. All you have to do is just believe in Jesus. This verse literally says like, once yeah. it enters your heart, there's no way you can stay the same, you know, no. like that's, that's impossible because now he writes his commands his statutes, everything is written on your heart. It's like impossible. You can't even see, you know, go ahead, Mitchie. Yeah, I think that's why it's so important that Jesus explained this revelation to Nicodemus. Because mm -hmm. it to anybody, it could have been a disciple, it could have been somebody he healed. But he explained this to Nicodemus because the Sanhedrin, like you guys explained earlier, like they were the elite, so they had all the knowledge. Mm -hmm minds they knew it all right <laughs> people had to get up with them like they had to catch up to them yeah. so then they tell us someone in the sanhedrin like you got to be born again that's pretty much you got to start all over everything mm -hmm. that you do before means nothing now mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so for us it's like we come into you know we all have different backgrounds and we might be an expert in finance we might be an expert in you know our fields or whatever the case may be it's like when you're born again you got to be raised again Amen. you know you're, you're an infant again so you got to learn everything over again you got to learn how to talk you got to learn how to walk you got to learn how to how to how to fellowship you got to learn how to pray like all these things we got to start over right nicodemus probably had a way that he learned he learned how to pray it's like nah, you got to learn how to pray again you know yeah. what i'm saying so for someone to him that's like what do you mean be born again like what about all these awards i got and all these acknowledgements i got and mm. all i've done with my life so far it's like nah, that don't mean nothing now you got to you got to start and not even necessarily start at the bottom, but you ha now have to be reborn and learn everything again. Um, and now you have to learn from me. So I just think it's, it's, it's super dope that we get to see that. And Nicodemus is at the top of the top. And this is who he explains this to. Yeah. 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 Wow. Sure. 
That's true. And you know, also connecting to this, like if we see, like read the story about, um, about Nicodemus, when Jesus was crucified, Nicodemus turned up back again. And we see that different kind of Nicodemus who came in the understanding of what Jesus meant. And yeah. he, even him be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Yes, and even defending Jesus when they arrested Jesus, Nicodemus who spoke up and they say, are, do you, are you a disciple now? That's what they asked him. So he came to that, under, that knowledge of what Jesus meant. Nicodemus offered his grave, right, for Jesus? Sorry? Was it Nicodemus who offered his grave for Jesus? Yeah, Nicodemus and um, Simon uh, from the, uh, well, Arathemia, something like that, that man, both of them got the grave for, for, for Jesus. Praise God. Praise yes. God. Yeah, this is, that is so powerful. I, the, the scripture said he was, I think Isaiah prophesied it. He was yes. buried with the rich. So yes. that, the Armathiam guy, Simon, I think Simon, he was a rich person and, you know, Nicodemus rich as well. So that's why they buried him in an expensive, like grave, tomb, whatever they call that thing. These are the things like, you know, when, we, when we're speaking to people and they're witnessing and they're saying like, oh, Jesus can't be the Messiah. It's like impossible not to believe. Um, yeah. The Old Testament, Isaiah literally prophesied that someone who, uh, you know, was born poor is going to be buried rich. Like he's going to yeah. be buried with the rich. Like these things are literally like fulfilled. John the Baptist being in the wilderness, crying out and screaming and all of that. Like that yeah. prophesied already, him preparing yeah. the way for the Messiah. Like it, this is all, like it's all there for everyone, you know, so- yeah as we continue to learn our word and, you know, uh, learn, you know, how Jesus, you know, really fulfills prophecy. This is what we can say. These are the things we can share with people if they're willing to learn, you know? Amen. And I also just want to put Mark um, 1, 7 here. Jesus baptizes, John baptized Jesus. And now it came, I know Bria just read it. Um, but it was just, it, it, it's just so wonderful. Um, when, when you really just, like step back and just see as Jesus is speaking one thing to Nicodemus and as it translates to us, you know, um, because many people have opposing thoughts and when it comes to water baptism and, you know, it's, it's extremely important. It's also spiritual baptism too, because because when you're baptized by the spirit, when you, when you're baptized in general, because both of them go together, Mm -hmm. um, it is a new heart um um that you have that you now have mm-hmm. you know there's no way that we could continue or or, or be comfortable mm-hmm. living the same way and jesus uh, didn't make this negotiable he said most assuredly i say unless one is born of the water and the spirit he cannot enter the kingdom of god that was not a negotiation jesus just made right here so i just want to make that clear you know um like when it comes to things of God people be like oh but what about this person they got an exception what about this person they like we got to stop looking for loopholes in the Bible and just take it for what it is you know let God be true and every man be a liar this is what Jesus said this is something that is a requirement we have to do both it just is what it is we're not gonna wait till we get to our deathbed and be like oh but this person was on their deathbed. We don't know the time nor the hour we're going to die, mm-hmm. you know? So let us put the things of God in importance from the very beginning so that we can gain all there is to gain um, from this walk. 
you know, that we lose a lot, you know, um, walking with Christ, we lose our old life. Um, sometimes you lose friends, family members, a lot to lose, but it's so much to gain. It's more to gain anyways. Um, so, you know, let's do what's right before God, not because we want to be legalist or because, you know, some people don't want to do things because it's like this, this pastor said this and let us read the word for ourselves. Yeah. And allow it to really speak to our hearts and say, Lord, whatever you want me to do, I will do, yeah. you know? And then a lot of times, like we speak, we spoke about earlier about just reading and then wanting the big revelation. A lot of times you're reading um, to understand one thing and then it is something in a totally different, um, different book that you're going to get understanding on. Like you read something in, in, in the old, in the New Testament. And then you're you're just reading something just, I don't want to say, you're just reading maybe a genealogy or something like that uh, in the Old Testament the next time. And then you really just think it just don't mean anything or whatever, but everything means something. Even if you just, even if all you did was just learn about something that, uh, learning about another person in the Bible. Because a lot of times like we have this thing where we're just, we just want to learn about how does it relate to me? Like I need something for me. Mm-hmm. you know and and a lot of times everything is just going to come together because it may seem yeah. like you need something now but then as you continue to read maybe next month as you continue to read you're going to read something where you're like this is the same thing this person went through this is the same you know mm-hmm. and and however like everything is strategic i i i, I feel this is so true we um, can keep reading Nicodemus answered and said to him, how can these things be? So we see right here, Nicodemus really still don't get it. Um, so Jesus answered him Jesus himself. Y'all know how G- people be like, I love me some Jesus. Y'all don't because <laughs> think about Jesus. He's going to say whatever. Like, he yeah. like, I don't know what most people be reading, but Jesus be like, it's better a billstone was wrapped around your neck. Like, he's one of them. Like, I'm telling you, he's not nothing to play with. Um, so Jesus answered and said to him, are you the, teach, uh, the teacher? He of lost. Israel? Nicodemus is lost he's right now. so lost. <laughs> I can't even be mad at Nicodemus because really, if we think about it, it's mad stuff that we read in the Bible that like, we'd be like, what? is going on like you don't understand seriously or god will tell you something he's been telling me specifically something recently and i just don't get it like and and really it's crazy because i'm like but why can't i and why this and why that and like god is like because i said so and point of view and person and your um perspective sometimes these things could hinder like like michi just said about mm -hmm. nicodemus like he's He's grown mm-hmm. into like where he is. And like, remember, people are coming to him. Like he's yeah, at an elite, like a high level. So he's really just not understanding anything. Because at a certain point, these people that know the word, like they're the, they're the, 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 the highest, like mm-hmm. we just said. So like people are coming to them for understanding and they're making the laws, things like that. And it's so much in so many ways. Um, it's, it's a lot of self now. Yeah. You know, so it's just them. Like they're deciding what to do. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, they, they, they're killing people for, for doing this, for doing that. And it's like the word of God they use to, and they use the word of God to make other laws. Um, mm-hmm. 
which is like they use the laws of God, right? And and they use those things to make other laws, and and that's how they do now. Like a lot of the things that they follow, and not just them, but um, the just just yeah, the oratory, like even making that you 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 assume you make assumptions and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, and a lot of times when people do that, you could stray far away from like God. Yeah. Yes. So so they know he he knows the word. Um, and for me, this shows a lot of humility for Nicodemus to be complete. yes. Um, because there are a lot of leaders now, and we're not even talking about Jews. I'm talking about within the Christian community that really have felt like they reached a level of bishop or if whatever <laughs> apostle, whoever they want to be. And now you can't tell them nothing. You get a revelation, and you just a regular old person that just got saved. It's like you, how you gonna tell me? I, I like, <laughs> I need, yeah, you, you you gotta humble yourself, like. They don't want to hear nothing from you because you're not, you ain't been, you ain't been doing this. You ain't been in the word long as me. You ain't like, you know, but the truth of the matter is God can use any and every body, whoever want to be used, you know, and Nicodemus humbled himself before Jesus to really come and ask these questions because the way he's coming to Jesus is probably how people, the Jews used to come to him. Like, you know, um, I remember, uh, you know, they had to, they went to, um, was it Mary Magdalene that needed demons casted out of her, but Jews came yes. first? Yes. yes. So like the Sanhedrin was the group of people who went to cast out demons and do all these things. When Jesus came around, they couldn't even, they couldn't even function the way they used to. Like mm. Jesus really just put them out of business for real. Like it's, it's crazy. That's why they look you know, right. so that's why, yeah. So they could see past. So remember, they still they've been in this high position. They've been the top, right? Like God speaking to them, mm -hmm. and so they. That's why they saw Jesus such a threat because the Son of Man and all that stuff is just bringing them down. And it really just show a lot of pride mm -hmm. in just them. But praise God for Nicodemus's humility. Um, go ahead, Mama Lorraine. Yes, I just want to add to that, and um, I know a lot of pastors um, have really came coming the truth of really what the word of God is saying. And this pride thing and fear, they, they don't want to lose their membership for them to say, I am sorry. I thought I knew, and now I come to revelation that this was this is how it's supposed to go, you know, and just apologize and just teach people, you know, God's people the right way. So I just encourage anyone who is connected to, to, to a church per se, um, to just pray, you know, for your leaders, for the, the pastors, of those churches that they really come in the truth and really tell the, the, the congregation the truth because they, they're, gonna, they're gonna be responsible for everyone in the church. And even this is like a, one of the simplest one, even the Shabbat, the Sabbath, they know, then they, they read the word and get the understanding, but because all these years they have their program and they program the people to come to church on Sundays, like even still going to church on Sunday, but tell the truth. This is the right day that God wants his people to set apart for, for, for him. Even these, these scriptures, even the Holy Ghost and fire, tell the truth. That fire doesn't mean like baptism with fire, you know, because they, they were taught those things. So they themselves have to come. I, I was taught the wrong thing. I was talking in error or however, you know, but it comes under pride because there's no humility, you know, as um, Nicodemus had humility. You know, so let's just pray for our leaders and, and pastors. 
Amen. 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 Okay, so Jesus said unto him, Are you um the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most like of challenging. Yeah, he really, he really was like, What's good with you? Most assuredly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify that we have seen and you do do not receive our witness. Do you want to talk to So me? yeah, so even in then, I just want to um Isaiah 59. 21 and it says and as for me this is this is my covenant with them says the lord my spirit that my my spirit that is upon you and my words that i have put in your mouth shall not depart of depart out of your mouth or out of the mouth of your offspring or out of the mouth of my children offspring says the lord and this is the time this for for this time forth and forevermore nicodemus knows the word as you know we keep saying and just something that we just going just want to um keep um emphasizing and jesus knows jesus know this mm -hmm. so um the things that nick that jesus is telling nicodemus and just telling we like we we speak what we know He's speaking about him and just his the disciples, the people them in that camp, and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witnesses. And he's speaking to to Nicodemus, I guess you would say the the elders, the people that are against um, the message of Christ. Mm -hmm. And and then twelve says, and if I have told you earthly things and you do, and you do not believe which is the things that are going on now, like the, the testimony, the things that the Pharisees and the people are hearing about. Um, they don't believe, like a lot of them think it like, like you, you thought that Jesus even um, like, like Satan or from the enemy. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, you know, Jesus is saying, if I, if I have told you earthy things, and you do not believe, then how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Mm. And it was just so crazy because it um it reminded me of a scripture. Let me highlight that. One of my favorite scriptures. So we're gonna get to it, please. So he said, If I told you earthly things and you do not believe, right? How will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? I'm gonna highlight it first. Jeremiah 12. All righty. All right. All right. Somebody want to read it? You want to read it? No. Somebody else got to read this. Okay. The scripture just reminds me of the scripture. Anybody want to read it? Jeremiah 12, verse 1. How do you want to read it? Go ahead, oh, Okay. Real, real quick, Jeremiah is like has questions before this, right? So he's like, um, like sort of like complaining. And the Lord, this is what the Lord said said to him. After, well, go ahead. Oh, this is my scripture, though. It's my scripture, though. <laughs> <laughs> so we're on, we're on verse five. Yeah. Okay. It says, "If you have run with the footmen and they have wearied you." Then how can you contend with horses? And if in the land of peace in which you trusted, they wearied you, then how will you do in the flood floodplain of the Jordan? 
Hey, this uh, um, um, Jesus' um, response to Nicodemus reminds me of this scripture because, you know, as as God is saying to, to Jeremiah in the scripture, if you ever run with footmen, right? And even in the things now, we just um, watched a sermon um, and it's saying like, uh, the things that right now are just going on in the world or whatever, or just small things, if we allow small things to, to trip us up, uh, hinder us or affect us, then, then how for the things that he has planned for us. And, um, and I'm not saying great things. I'm not saying if, if you're, I'm not saying in a way like, all right, like if you're, if you're, um, struggling with handling the responsibility of uh, a one-bedroom apartment. How are you going to handle a two-bedroom or a house or whatever? I'm saying if the place that he has you in right now um, and you're struggling in that, you're allowing the small things to struggle you in that, the rest of your journey, the the where he's going to take you, then how how are you going to be able to operate when um, he has you running with horses and mm-hmm. and and he puts you in in other places, especially when regarding when it comes to the kingdom of God and the things that we must do. And then it says, "In the land of peace, in the land of things peace. is good now. Mm. If things is good now, and we're worrying, if like not a lot is going on, and you know we're fighting against one thing, and how how like how will you do in the in the full plain?" of the Jordan, like when things is really, like really bad, when it's not land of peace. And it's so crazy because I don't know if this ever happened to y'all. Sometimes the enemy will really just want you to be sad on a day where it's nothing. Oh my goodness. I'm telling you, it be Uh, long and you just be finding something to be upset about or finding something to complain about. And it's like nothing wrong. It's like you're waiting for the next garbage. Literally, not, I don't. Even, I'm not even talking about on bad days that you know it's like it's bad, but it's not that bad. I'm nothing. Nothing wrong. And a suggestion <laughs> come. Jesus is saying, like the Lord is answering Jeremiah and saying to him, "How can you deal with with where I'm about to take you? If even in the land of peace, mm. even in the land of milk and honey, you still find a way to complain." Mm. How will you do when you're in the floodplain of the Jordan? Mm. And, it's just, and it's just a, like, as we read this though, it's just to be prepared because it's not like, like you're just saying, like, things are going to get better. And uh, that's the thing. Like, it, just saying, like, things, it, it's, gonna, it's, it's gonna going to get, get worse. worse. It's going to get worse. Yeah. Worse. That's why I just to find a peace. So just pre- like, just prepare. Like, that's <laughs> all just the preparation of just um our journey and you know as we say like you know reading the word and 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 spend the time with god like all these things are so important because you know it reflects like how we are and what we go through like lack of time with god lack of time in the word like Mm -hmm. what have us um um being worried and when everything is going on will have us those and also will have us like struggling with the small things like when we, when we're with footmen and you know it, it's just 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 continue you know or you at you know at your job or whatever and you see somebody as your enemy and like 
you letting them really take you out. You going into work every day, you angry, you sad, you just letting them control your whole mood, control your whole day. And you just this regular analyst right now or whatever. What's going to happen when God promotes you at that job to boss? And now you got a bunch of people working under you that don't listen. You know what I mean? Like you, like, it's really like, you got to really look at yourself where you are right now and say, Lord, especially for those of us who are asking for elevation, who are asking for growth, who are asking even for more revelation. I know a lot of us, it may not be a secular thing we're asking for. It may be spiritual. Lord, I want more revelation. I I hear young ladies sometimes say to me like, um, oh, you know, um, like I want, I want your faith. I want to believe it. You you don't know what it take. Like Uh you got to see your husband in the hospital while you're carrying a baby going there every single day. And, you know, really not really knowing if you have people you can tell this to like, it's not no game out here. It only gets worse. Like it's really the truth, you know? Uh And God was with me every single time, but like I'd be asking for a new level of faith. And I was like, Lord, I didn't know you was gonna try to take my husband out. So like another level, not this one. Another level, not this one, but this not a game. You want a better prayer life? Oh, then that means that you really have to have something to pray about. Like you're gonna really have to lament before God about something. That's what this means. So it, it you know, Jesus, God is not saying here if you can't run with footmen, um, then I'm gonna just keep you at the footman level. He's saying if you can't run with footmen, I'm gonna still you throw you in with the horses. But what you gonna do when you get there? That's uh-huh. the- real quick. I was saying that, <laughs> like real quick. Um, I was having a conversation with Bria the other day, and I was saying like me personally. I withhold sharing some things with her because I, you know, you know your wife. You know, you have to you have to know your person, right? Mm-hmm. So like if the enemy's telling you certain things, like I could just, you know, turn it back. Like turn it back or um um rebuke it, right? But then sometimes I don't want to share it, right? And then now it's in another person's mind. Mm-hmm. Even though, even if even though they're going to den- deny it also, like a lot of times that's just the responsibility of saying something is really not even worth just shining a line of line light, light upon. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was just saying, like, you have to understand, like you wanted, obviously we wanted kids. Right. But I was just speaking it to her. I was like, you wanted like children, you want children and your life before that has been, you just, it's just been like you, you know? And then when I come, it's, it's me now. So then you could live your life the other way. Like you could be like hard in your word, like all that stuff. But like when you have children, <clears throat> it's, it's another responsibility. Like you, like if, if, if we are saying, if, if we are struggling um, with certain things when by ourselves, right? And then we have children. It's just another level mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. Like certain ways the enemy couldn't tell, touch you in certain ways because you had control. Like, I'm just not going to do that. I'm just not going to do that. But now, mm-hmm. a lot of times, the enemy uses like children. Mm-hmm. Try to attack the children mm-hmm. and to, to get to the, 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 um, the person, to get to people. Yep. And it's, it's just like, 
as we just continue to learn is just to know and to realize like these things as we ask for these things as much responsibility that comes with it like if yeah. we, we can't be on one accord in marriage yeah. now we can't try to be like oh all right when zion wait come, till, wait till we, go, we gonna make sure that we don't yell in front of her yeah. we don't do this like if you're not gotta, reading together now like you're never gonna see that you you think you you just gonna get into it and now you're just gonna pick up on it like no that's not the way it works you gotta really start mm -hmm. from beforehand you know what i mean yeah. go ahead um is Shade, is that an old hand or sorry yes um so i think somebody needs to write down this scripture jeremiah 12 verse 5 um, telling you uh, i remember like about two or three years after you know i you know said i'm gonna serve christ i gave my heart to christ and church hurt i'm telling you church hurt like somebody just come at me in the church you, you know someone huh you say what happened the much don't even oh, but i'm telling you this is more than oh my bad my bad, my bad. <laughs> sorry where's the much ambria he's a recorded line oh okay yes okay so you know somebody come at me i like what elderly lady can hardly walk and I'm telling the lady to rise up against me for, for no reason. Want to use our, our stick. I just say hi to her. I don't know what was in the lady. And I'm telling you, I was so embarrassed. And I just got, I just said, Lord, you tell me not to argue with nobody and not to fight. Mr. Killer, Mr. Killer, Mr. Lord, I don't, I, I just want somebody to call me from church and tell me, say, like she did. Like, I'm, I'm just going to tell somebody. Because I say, you tell me someone must argue with nobody. You're supposed to live for you. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I tell that to the Lord. And I'm telling that I'm on a Sunday. And I tell for the week, for like about three days in the week of the, the first three days. I'm telling the Lord that, and Holy Spirit, um, you know, Holy Spirit want to get through to you. And whenever I hear Holy Spirit, I say, no, I'm not want to hear. Like, but kill her, do her something. Oh, oh, I just said, like, do her something, like K-I-L-L-R, Lord. And yeah. I'm telling you the past. I call the past and I say, I'm just going to come church and just sit down. Because I was an officer steward, whatever, on the choir. I say, I'm just going to come and just sit down. And then when church finished, I just go home. And the pastor said to me, if you run with the footman and he work, work weary you, how can you contend with the horses? I'm saying, I said to myself, like, is that a scripture? I've never heard it before. And, you know, I tell her that, okay, I'm going to think about it, whatever. And I say, let me look if, if this is a scripture on Google. And I'm telling you, it's a scripture. And I'm telling the last part of this scripture, it's the scripture, it says, and if the land of peace in which you have trusted, so we, the Lord placed in a place of peace, of growth, and, 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 and that weary me, Oh, can all oh, will I do in the swelling? The King James Version said the swelling of Jordan. So if you if you know about the Jordan River, it always always go over bang. It always swell and go over like floody. So mm -hmm. when that when that hardship come, oh, if that simple thing with the footmen, we can't run with the footmen. Oh, am I gonna contend one bigger battle come? Like even last year when we got to like I, I nearly died, like physically. And I'm telling you, this scripture is so powerful. And you know, like about the third day, you know, after I was saying that to the Lord, the Lord, like he, 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 like the rebuke came through to me that I should forgive and I had to repent. 
I had to repent and I had to even go to the lady that I didn't do anything and, and apologize to her. I'm telling you, like I didn't answer her. I didn't answer. I, I, I just, I cried on everything and I had to still go apologize to her yeah. for, for the thought that I had. I didn't tell her why I apologized, but for the personal thought that I had that I wanted this, the Lord to hurt this, kill this lady. I had to, I had to repent. I'm telling you, this scripture is a really great scripture to encourage somebody at your workplace, in church. You got a doctor's office and one nurse or one doctor really sent by the devil wants to mess you up. I'm telling you, this scripture is a power, powerhouse. Yeah. Real quick, I just want to say like, also, you know, with the people that's in, people that's in, you know, certain situations right now and, and um struggling in it and i know a lot of people especially like you know people are watching the um the freedom movie and just thinking about all that's going on in the world and things like that and it's like shaking them mm -hmm. just like i i know we're not reading it but this is jeremiah's questions this is the beginning of scripture so whoever wrote the scriptures you just start off at 12 it says righteous you are O lord when i plead with you mm. Let me talk with you about your judgments. Why is the way of the wicked prosper? Hello. <laughs> Why are those happy who deal treacherously? Jesus. You have planted them, yes. They have taken root. <clears throat> oh, yes, they bear fruit. You are near in their mouth, but far from their mind mm. but you oh lord know me you have seen me mm -hmm. you have tested my heart towards you pull them out like a sheep for the slaughter and prepare them for the day of slaughter prepare them for the day of slaughter how mm. long will the land mourn and the herbs of every field wither the beasts the beasts and the birds are consumed for the wickedness of those who dwell there because they say he will not see, he, he will not see our final end. And, and that's what the Lord said to him after. Like, because mm. so he, he's just worried, like all that's going on. And sometimes we'll find that. You letting other people prosper. They're not righteous. Yes. With you. They didn't do this. They didn't do that. And anybody who say they don't say that to the Lord is I lying. Say, right? I yeah. said that to the Lord. Right. When you going through something, and you look around and people that you know without a shadow of a doubt is not working with the Lord. And they just, they getting money. They uh, get, they get in a new job. They get, in uh, they, they get this, they get in that. And you like, whoa. I sometimes they have nothing to do with that. Sometimes you just be thinking like, why well, couldn't be in a different family? Or why couldn't have a yeah, hey, that yes. cared about me? Or why yes. couldn't different have different upbringing? Or All kinds of stuff will come up in your head. And then really like and god is looking like first of all i'm gonna break you out so i don't even know why we're having this conversation but if <laughs> this right here this little thing troubles you much more i have no idea what you're gonna do when the real thing come i i really mm -hmm. don't <laughs> oh um no the verse definitely helped me well the one up there but if you have run with the okay my thing is is is, is he asking us to just if we have run with the footman, they have worried you, how can you contend with horses? Like, what is he also saying? But before I, I figure out what is God trying to tell us to do, um, you know, with the wicked and all these things, like 
it's 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 like I have I came across a male uh, a male physician in the workplace before, and he's just wicked. It just doesn't make any sense. Wicked, and all of a sudden now they're gonna go put him to manage other people, knowing that he's you know harassing females and being wicked to anyone. And you know me, like I'm just strong headed. I I I absolutely just it's just how God made me. I cannot help it. <laughs> that you are not gonna walk on me. It's just not right. happening. You can't do that, I'm sorry. And he doesn't like it. And he don't find nothing, but will try to find something. It's so sad, mm -hmm. like, you know, to make something out of nothing. And I'm, this person is wicked. And then you have departments protecting him. And it's like, God, like, this ain't right. And just the other day, I was just like, God, I just leave this in your hand. Like, because yeah. before he even started to rear his head, you told me. You told me, you told me, and because you told me, and you also told me X, Y, Z, um, I'm going to keep going. Just like he said, if you have run with the footman, they have worried you. I'm going to keep running with the footman because guess what? God's going to deal with it. That's yes. just how I could look at it. Like God's yes. going to deal, even with the wicked, God's going to deal with it. Yes. The day is going to come. I am not going to seek vengeance. Yes, sometimes I can't stand it. Yeah, I got to repent and ask God, Lord, forgive me for thinking that. <laughs> But, you know, long face, whatever I say in my head, you know what I'm saying? Because yes, you're, wicked. Hey. you're wicked, you're wicked, and, and, and then you're not cute, and you're wicked with it. It's just not right. You know, it's not mm -hmm. right. You're wicked to people. You, you're trying to, to mess with the children of God, or, you you know, you're trying to bully people, and it's not nice, and it's not okay. But then, you know, when you think about it, like, that's why I, I enjoyed this point, is just to keep running the race and to leave it to God. Like, keep my heart clean. I don't wish nothing for you. And that's it. God's gonna deal with it. That's God is how will. to deal with it best. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Mitch. Then Tiffany, then Tamara. Yeah, I just want to share a quick story. So, well, actually, not a story, but um, I know a I know a, a dude who lives in Pakistan, and he's a Christian. And if you know anything about the Middle East, you know that you know it's uh, it's Muslim territory. Um, but Pakistan in particular, Pakistan stands for like the word Pakistan actually means the land of the pure. And what that means is like pure Muslims and there's history to it. Like they went to war with India about Muslim territory. But Pakistan stands for the land of the pure Muslims. And this dude, he he's a Christian in the land of the pure Muslims and they're persecuted like constantly. Um, and he's out there serving the Lord, you know, he's, he started a, uh, or he's helping support a, um, an orphanage and they're teaching kids to follow Christ. And recently he reached out and said, you know, they're going through a lot of persecution. You know, they're talking about, they're going to burn the orphanage down. Mm. So they're going through a lot of persecution. And there's a lot of situations and examples like that in different countries, um, that we live in a, a nation where you can, you know, you can have your own religion. You can do whatever you want. You can be a man. If you're a woman, you can do whatever you want here. Um, but in other countries, it's not like that. And yeah. Christians, they do face a lot of per like real life, life or death. Like if people find out that we have a Bible study right now, they might burn this joint down and we might die. Right. Um, so just relating to the scripture, the problems that we have, if we can't, we can't stay in our word and we got freedom of speech, freedom mm. to do whatever we want. If we can't go to church every Sunday because we're too busy with this, that, and the third, if we can't run with the footman here, there's no way we're going to be able to, to, to run with the horses in other places. And the more, the deeper we go with God, the more things he's going to call us to. Yeah. 
this is something that God has shown me now. Like the deeper you go with me, and this is where you really start to see if they hated me, they're going to hate you because a lot of Christians don't see that. We don't really get that kind of persecution. We might get like, oh, you can't, you know, be as bold as you want here. But we don't really get a lot of persecution. So when I read that scripture, that's what it points to. So it was like, we really got to turn up because we got freedom to have Bible study. We can go out in the street and praise. We can pray for people. We can lay hands on. We can do that. So we really got to turn up. So you ain't going to turn up here. I couldn't have used you back in 2000 and back in year 60 AD when I was walking with Jesus. You wouldn't have been able to make it. It would have been scary back then because they was really trying to kill Jesus. It wasn't like, oh, for play, like. He had to really get up out of certain places like, yo, you got to go down there. They trying to kill you. And he's like, nah, we good. So if you're not getting busy right now, you wouldn't have really been able to rock with Jesus back then. So that's what comes to mind when I hear this. Amen. Symphony then Tamara. Um, to kind of piggyback off of, I think that was Mitch who just spoke, what he just said. Um, in understanding that, I feel like for somebody like me, I also like I struggle with like the muscle memory of the flesh because it's like you want like there's times where you know you, you feel all the um, direction that you're getting from God and where He's telling you to go, and everything in your mind and spirit wants to do it, but it's you're fighting against the flesh constantly. There's times where <clears throat> excuse me, um, just thinking about this scripture that you guys just read is, I guess I kind of have a question of like, how do you, how do you pray off that, those like habitual feelings that come up, that come across? Because like an issue that I run into is that, and even in knowing so much and having the scriptures, the biggest, the biggest battle is fighting against the feelings. Like, I almost pray to God, like, God, can I stop feeling like this? Because I know, I know what I'm supposed to do. I know I'm supposed to be bold and I'm going to do it. I just hate this, this constant war against the flesh, which I know really, it doesn't really ever go away, but it's, I feel like there are Christians who want to be bold and they want to, like he said, like there's other countries that are being way persecuted, way worse, but I feel like not to also negate the fact that sometimes that battle against yourself is 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 war like I know for somebody like me who really struggles with overthinking there's days where I've like literally hid my head under the pillow I'm like God just tell my brain to shut up like I wish it would just stop so it's like how do you fight against that great question um I I you know we was watching a sermon last night and Paul Washer was like his wife said um, they asked her a question. She was like, stay in the word. They asked another question. She was like, stay in the word. And she was like, do you have anything else to say besides stay in the word? She was like, no, you got to stay in the word. And it's really true um, because really the word of God is where we get our food, our daily bread, our food, our, um, you know, we keep our mind focused on him in that way, you know? Um, so, you know, stay in your word, um, continue to read about, um, you know, especially now that we're in John, we're going to learn a lot of boldness, um, through the book of John. I know a lot of people on pre-first always like say like, you know, Lord help me with boldness and stuff like that. Anybody who was walking with Jesus, like Mitch mentioned during that time had to be a certain level of bold. You're like one of the hated, the mo most hated groups right at that moment, most hated, you know? So like we have to be in a place where we're asking the Lord, like, 
you know, give me boldness, help me to hate the things that you hate, help me to be okay with being separated and being isolated, you know, and also, you know, we have to encourage each other as believers, you know, build each other up build community as well, you know, let each other know that we're not the only ones who are being persecuted, you know, um, as we see other people making videos and stuff like that, ask God, give me strength to like, even if I don't post a video, repost somebody else, you know, um, because we shouldn't have to fight alone. And we read a scripture, we are not a read a scripture, the song, the song we heard today should be Jesus bear the cross alone. I think that's the scripture as well, but we were listening to the song anyways. Okay. And like, Jesus shouldn't bear the cross alone. We don't just get saved for him to have died. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ, you know? So all of us should be crucified with him. We shouldn't do it. You know, he shouldn't have to have been crucified by himself, you know? So all of us daily pick up our cross and be crucified with him, which is not an easy task, but constantly staying in our word, constantly praying and building a community um, of believers um, through Pray First, through Life Group, through Sisters of Strength, through whatever group, you ISI, any group that you connect to, making sure our coal stays on fire, you know, so that we can still stay on fire for Christ ourselves. Go ahead, Dimash, yeah. Tamara and Adriana. Yeah, I just wanted to say, like, you know, that's a great question. Um, even now, um, the things like me personally, I would say, like, um, I used to be, I was still overthink. Um, but I used to be an extreme overthinker where it, it hindered me from everything. Like when I say everything, I mean in everything. Career-wise, like like every single thing in a way where it held, it held me um, captive or made me bound to things. Um, but as we use, we can and have... Um, tools available to us now and we and we have we have to use it because sooner or later if somebody says like you know i'm feeling um unhappy i'm feeling um say i'm feeling um uh i'm going through anxiety or whatever we literally can go to google right and type in all the scriptures like give me scriptures anxiety scriptures and it will tell you all those scriptures right you can literally print those out and then go go to your bible and you could read into context of all those different scriptures, not just the actual verse, but you could read that whole chapter, each chapter, and you can go into a study and then you do it slowly and, and you will read something and in those verse, um, it will take you to other things and you can really get, you know, go into the understanding. And the reason why I wanted to say that is that's really what I did. Like, just like um, Mitchie just shared, like very like shy and reserved to myself, but I would meet people when I first got saved and, and I was in um uh um like seminary school, like um seminary school or whatever, it, I would meet people that were in like other countries and things like that. And it just it just gave me an understanding when I was I just I was forced to be around people that shared with me, like, oh, like you have like a lot of socks, like it was, it was weird. I just want to say, like I had a conversation with a guy um, and he had, I think maybe just one pair of socks, right? And I remember not, I remember feeling bad at first and then feeling privileged that, that I have like multiple amount of things. Mm -hmm. And then I realized just by even just watching and going into studies of what's going on in other countries, right? Mm -hmm. And then me doing like full-blown studies on like our purpose, right? 
So I feel like it's hard to do a study on your purpose and to read. I don't want to say just read the scripture, but read the scripture, read the scriptures on what we're supposed to do and then allow things to hold us back. Yeah. I feel like then that's when the fight starts because then you, you're like, no, I know I, I know I need to do something. I know I need to I, I know I need to operate in my purpose. I know I need to speak to people. I know I need to share the gospel. I know I need to do all these things. Mm-hmm. And then the more you're going in it, then the more you're reading the scripture and the more like it's like I got to do it. But then you're going to be fighting because you, you said, you know, the fight. um. I don't know if you said like you don't really wanna wanna, wanna fight, but to be to, to be honest, though, like it's, it's never gonna get easy. And we was just watching that yesterday. Like it's always gonna be a fight. Mm-hmm. Even like it's always um, like even now, me saying like people will look at me sometimes as I'm bold, but no, like I I I still wanna not do these things that I'm doing. I still wanna not like post these videos. I still just wanna be by myself or whatever. But it's just, I know that I can't be that. I know that I can't be that. And, and that's just the thing. Like, one of them is just going to be loud as you feed and as the call gets heavier. And not just by feeling, but as you come, as you keep on reading and understanding, like, why this is so important for you to do and why, like, we can't be hesitant and why, you know, you can't allow um, your thoughts or how you process things to hold you back or to slow you down when you realize those things that you're just going to fight harder against yourself and then you're going to you're going to do it you're mm-hmm. just going to do these things mm-hmm. without realizing because I would, I would say to people like I'm still just shy but I'm not shy when it comes to God yeah um and but I'm still like that person reserved or whatever however you call it um but I believe as as we just continue to learn what God says about these things, and not just randomly reading, like you could you could you could say at this point in my life, this is something. That's the beauty about it. This is something that's holding, that's slowing me down. This is something that I want to, you know, look into. We have everything available now. Like soon, we don't know what's going to happen in the future, especially the the internet. Like, what if they were to make us? You can't even search scriptures on the internet no more. Like. For, for 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 people that don't know where to go for the scripture, like you, we have to read it. We no find it, no typing it in. Like the only way you have to know it or skim through, and that I don't know how long that would take. So just really taking advantage of what's available to us now, mm-hmm. and that'll be that'll be my advice. So I, I I definitely understand. I understand completely as well. All right, Tamara, Gianna. Yeah, so I just want to say um, the scripture, Jeremiah 12, verse 5. Um, after hearing that, that just made me think about um, these past few days, I've been just thinking to myself, I didn't bring it to God, but I, it's just thoughts that were going through my head. I'm like, God, okay, you why did you place me in this family? Like anybody who knows me knows that, you know, I love my family. I go hard for my family, but I just was like thinking like, God, you put this desire in me to seek you and to, you know, be consistent with you and to, you know, know you better, but you placed me in a family that is extremely toxic and, um, you know, still in very much in sin. And yes, they know you, but 
um, you know, they're not where they should be with you, basically. And I was just thinking, like, God, why did you place me here? Like, you put this desire in me to seek you and to, you know, be be different, but I'm struggling because I'm in an environment and I live with my family. I mean, I'm constantly in an environment where, um, you know, I I have to just set myself apart and it's hard because I'm, I feel alone. I feel by myself. Yeah. And um, so the scripture, Jeremiah 12, 5, just made me think like, okay, so if I can't handle this, how can I expect you to take me further? Mm-hmm. So now it's just, it's, it's just like, wow, like that just makes me think like, God, you heard my thoughts. And is this my answer? Like, so I just thank God and I thank God for being patient with me. And I thank God for um, just helping me see things in a different light daily. Praise God. And I'm a little nervous. So sorry if my voice is shaking. Each and every one of us have family members that we're like, Lord, please do what you need to do, please. Like every single person that's saved, I feel like the first burden you innately get is your family. Like, it's like, that's the first burden you get before you care about the souls of others. The moment you, the moment the veil is removed, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. my mother good, my father good, my cousin good, this person, like you, you get your family automatically, you know, and that's really a big burden to carry. But, you know, all we can do is continue to pray. And that's why it's important for us to be on a narrow path always at first you may be called a holy roller you may be called oh why you it don't take that much it's not that Mm -hmm. it's gonna it's gonna be that much it's it's gonna look like that that's okay praise god but one thing they can say is that jesus really walks with this person or this person truly is humble praise be to god you know like Mm -hmm. there's certain attributes that's gonna make them see like wow like this is not a game to this person they're really truly walking with christ you know so you know all of us i i don't i don't think there's anybody on this call who is saved and doesn't have a family member that or family members that they take on as a burden whether they family know or not they're probably in their prayer closet constantly like lord please don't let them go before they truly give their heart to you and things of that nature like we all have that you know so yes continue to walk this walk um, with the Lord. And also something I'm learning is that I can love my family. I can tell them the truth. I can do whatever it takes, but it is their choice. Mm-hmm. Everybody on this earth is given a choice. You were given a choice as well. And so were we, you know, so although I do want everybody to be saved, the reality of it is that everybody won't be. That's just, mm-hmm. the reality, you know, so as, as we continue, you know, our, it's our hope and our prayer that they have an encounter. We're not going to stop praying for them as long as we have breath in our lungs, but also just knowing this. The other day I had, to, I kept asking, what can I do to make people want to be saved? What can I do? Like, they, I can't do nothing. Like, it's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. And neither can you or anybody else on this call besides plant seeds. Just plant yeah. seeds that God do the watering and, you know, we will see a change come before um, our time comes. I believe that. It's God. Yes. Okay, amen. Amen. Um, I kind of wanted to go back towards where we were talking about um, Christians in other countries. Um, so I, I don't know if you guys I've heard or seen videos before, but 
a lot of people speak on like the Christian church in America and how like kind of saturated it is, like how the Christian church in America has something going on where it's more of like a feel good church. And when you see Christians in other countries, they're like on fire, like they're operating in like their authority, um, you know, by the blood of Jesus. And there's a lot of like question about that. Like, why is the American church so um, like they shy away from speaking about hell, from speaking about demons, from deliverance, from speaking about all these things. And we get a lot of um, we get a lot of like feel good Sunday sermons. Um, and I was listening to this girl from Columbia and she used to be in an occult and she used to um, practice like black magic and all that stuff. And she was just speaking about how she knows, like she was raised in that. She she experienced so many different spiritual encounters with demons and all this stuff. And she was like, everything that they do, once she came to Christ, she realized everything that that was in that was basically a copy of what we have in Christianity and how mm -hmm. Satan took it and flipped it for darkness. She was like, even down to like their prayer circle. She was like, when we're praying, she was like, we would be in a circle. We would have to be in a certain posture. Like they would tell me I couldn't like keep my legs crossed this certain way. I had to be open to the, to the spirit so that the spirits can come in, that the demons could come in and stuff. She was like, so then when I got saved and I went to the church, I would see people during worship, just sitting down, you know, with hunched over all this stuff, not understanding, not, knowing that they don't understand there's a posture you have to be in when you worship like you're welcoming the holy spirit and she was like it's not preached enough like how powerful this the spirit is the holy spirit is she was like so when we're putting ourselves up into posture for worship we have to have our hands up we have to be open like we have to be welcome and she was like but it's something going on in like the american church where everything is just so like 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 make like lukewarm to basically make everybody feel good and I like, I think about that because we're, we're, we're spirits. So we, we crave like a supernatural experience. Right. And we see that like the Bible is supernatural. The Bible is full of miracles. And it's like, why are we not seeing that today? Why are we still seeing people, you know, um, our brothers and sisters struggling and we're just like, oh yeah, you know, you'll be okay. Like just no lay hands on them, operate in your authority, lay your hands on them, pray for them claim the blood of Jesus over them you know like there needs to be a revival and I see like it's starting to happen um at least and I don't know if it's just happened because I'm seeking it and I'm like placing myself in these positions but um I like there really does need to be a revival within our churches within um everything that's going on and and when we go into a lot of churches I like you guys were saying earlier we need to pray for our leaders um I also watched the testimony before this guy who got saved in Baltimore. He was so on fire. He had such a crazy encounter with Jesus and he didn't even want to step foot into a church. He said, because when he would go into the churches, he was like, these people don't know Jesus. He was like, they're just sitting in church and they're just like, they, like, I could just tell they don't, they don't know Jesus like that. He was like, I, like, mm -hmm. he wanted to start his own church. Like, he's like, no, I, like, I can't be here. So I think that it's important for, yes, we need to be in our word. But we also need to truly like seek, seek our gifts, seek our gifts, um, ask to get to receive the gifts of tongues, ask to receive prophecy, ask to receive these things, ask, you know, lay hands on faith that you, that there's so much power in the blood of Jesus. And we truly need to like seek that and pray and have that revealed to us. Amen. Praise, Praise God. Amen. 
Yes, I, I just wanted to touch on, you know, like um, thoughts that the, the enemy tries to give give us, you know, um, connecting to what um, Symphony had said, you know, the, the enemy, he, he really tries to create a stronghold in, in God's people's life and he will make us focus on our feelings and not focus on what God is saying to us in that time. Um, so there is this thing of the watering of the word. It's it, it's in the it's in the, the word of God. So we have to like we have to read the word of God and let the word of God just water water us, you know, just purify us. And um, it, it's the Bible also talks about the regeneration of uh, regeneration of the you know the word word of God. We have to let that the water saturate us, like flowing us like living water. And this is the, what I'm saying. It's in the word of God. So we have to go in the word of God. And the word of God even said, by our words, we are justified. And by our words, we are condemned. So we have to come in agreement with what the Lord says to us. God has given us the power and the authority in the name of Jesus Christ. And God will not speak, speak for us. He will not, he, he, I remember I was going through like a struggle a couple of years ago. And like the Holy Spirit said to me, I will not come down like God. I will not come down and, and do it. You have to do it. So I have to go in the word of God and speak. When the enemy is trying to send a suggestion to me, he's trying to tell me something that doesn't line up with the promises of God. I have to speak the word of God. I have to speak to that thing. You have to speak to that feel. This is not my thoughts. My thoughts are in Christ. You yeah. know, and we have to rebuke those thoughts and we have to speak Jesus. Jesus is the word of God. We have to speak Jesus. We have to speak what Jesus says. At first, it's not going to be easy at first, but we have to continue. I sever every ties to the to this suggestion from the enemy. I sever every ties to these thoughts, these negative thoughts that come into me. These are not my thoughts. My thoughts are in Christ, you know, and the word of, we know the word of God exposes the enemy with his lies. The word of God identifies the enemy as the father of all lies. It, you know, just start with the word of God and, and using our words. There's power, um, there is life and death. Is Life and death is in the power of our tongue. This is so true. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So the, go the last verse we can read is, no one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is the son of man who is in heaven. Um, and that's the last verse we're going to read for today, because next week um, we're going to learn about Moses in the wilderness, lifting up the serpent and Jesus being the serpent lifted up. Um, and, you know, we want to go to numbers and all of that. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll end it here. And then, um, next week we'll read for God's, God's willing. If okay, <laughs> God, <laughs> if we're not in the hospital, God's willing. Next week, God's willing. Verses thirteen to thirty-five, and then that will be the end of the Gospel of John series. Um, Wonderful. And then, uh, Mitchie will be speaking okay. the week after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. So, week after that, Brother Mitch will be giving us a word from the Lord. Praise God. And then the week after that, God's willing, Sister Tia. And then the week Amen. after God's willing, Brother Chris. Mm -hmm. All right. God's willing, Sister Amato and a Sister Odeja and Brother Amato. Amen. So we got a whole list of people that's coming. Um, and a lot, of, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. So praise God. Um, you know, and um, I'm looking forward to being taught 
um, in the month of August. So next week is the last week in John, I mean, last week in John chapter three. 